Hello there, my name is Jessica and this is the Sunshine Girl podcast. Now on this podcast we deal with everything, life and living it, personal development, relationship issues and so much more. And so I'm hoping that you sit back and enjoy. A lot of this content has been repurposed from my YouTube channel, that's the Jessica OS channel, and it's repackaged and brought to you right here on your favorite podcast platform. And so sit back, relax and enjoy. All right, so there are sex positions that could literally kill you. And if you're not aware of how this could possibly happen, that's why I'm creating a video like this today. Joining me on the show to have a very in-depth conversation about this is Dr. Kelvin Owusu. Now, let me tell you something. Um, He's written a very interesting blog post that I think everybody needs to check out. And I'll leave a link to that blog in the description of this video below. So don't worry, don't stress, I've got you covered. But before you go and visit that link, this is obviously a conversation you need to be a part of. So let's say hello to Dr. Kelvin Owusu. Good to see you again. How are you doing this time? I'm very well, and thanks for inviting me back. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good to see you. So, I mean, let's, let's jump right into this conversation. But first, I'd like us to give it some context because, I mean sex positions dangerous most of us will never put those two words in one sentence so (laughs) what are we talking about here well i mean sex is one of those things that is supposed to be pleasurable it's supposed to be enjoyable and and we definitely don't want to end up in emergency room because you you went out there to have a bit of fun you know but it does happen i have actually encountered quite a a few um, patients who have come in after a sex injury. And so, yes, it, it, it does happen. And one of the reasons why I actually put that article out is, is because a lot of us, like you said, are not expecting that kind of outcome. And so they are not even looking out for it. And so sometimes when it does happen, they may not even be aware that this is something that needs attention. They just take it in their stride, especially the women. You know, the women tend to keep a lot of things to themselves. And so I'm hoping that as we throw more light onto, onto this, and um, people are going to realize that, um, some things can go wrong and they will start um, putting measures in place to avoid them. Or if, if it does happen, they, they will come in earlier so that we can help them as best as we can. Sounds fantastic. So what struck me, though, about this particular um, blog post or article that you put together was the fact that you chose to mention one sex position that's really, really common all over the world. In fact, Christians will swear by it and any other sex position almost sounds sacrilege. Um, I'm talking about the missionary. You say the missionary position is dangerous? How is that? Well, you know, so there, there are several sex positions out there. There are some of them that are obviously deadly. I mean, I saw I saw a picture of one, I mean, the butter churner. And if you see how the woman is turned upside down with her head on the floor and angled upwardly, I mean, that's, that screams emergency room. I mean, you, you don't even you need me to write an article about that one. Like, the image alone tells you that this is emergency room waiting to happen, you know. Um, so I, I didn't want to focus too much on those ones because, like I said, they are quite obvious. But then the ones that most of, I mean, majority of, of, of couples in, engage in, that's the one that tends to uh, get, get overlooked. You know, but it, it actually presents itself quite um, quite a challenge. So you met the missionary position, for instance. There are two main things that that could go wrong with the missionary. The first one is the easier one. So let's deal with that quickly, and that is urethritis okay. or cystitis. You know, the urethra of a woman is quite short, right? It's only about four centimeters or so, and the urethra is what connects the bladder to the outside. So when 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 you when you feel like peeing, when you go to pee, the the urine comes out through the blood from the bladder to the urethra. Into the into the outside or into the loo, 
right? That's the urethra. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that makes the missionary sex great is the fact that you have full body contact and the penis, as it goes in and out, gets to stimulate the clitoris as well. That's great. Okay. But you see, between the clitoris and the and the and the vagina, there is that thing called the urethra, which is in the middle. And so this stimulation okay. also tends to affect the urethra and it irritates the urethra. It's not a pleasurable thing when it comes to the urethra, it's an irritant. And this irritation then could result in um, germs being transported from the outside through the urethra into the bladder. And that could establish an infection later on. And so this is actually why it's advisable that after sex, every woman needs to go out there and needs, needs to go and pee right after sex because it helps hmm. to cleanse the, the, the urethra. It helps to cleanse whatever germ has gone up the tract and bring, bring, it washes everything out. So it's, it's actually one of the things that we advise. In fact, there's a condition called honeymoon cystitis, which is very common amongst um, women who get married and, and you're enjoying a honeymoon. That's their first sexual encounter, right? And because they, they, okay. they haven't had this experience, they, they, they don't know that they are supposed to urinate and it ends up in the hospital, in the emergency room. So that's one of the ways that missionary can end you up with me. <laughs> wow, this is very interesting. I mean, so you would advise that after an, uh, a missionary position or sexual encounter, women have to pee. Yes, that's actually an that's actually an advice that is. I mean, if, if you mm -hmm. if you take it, it would actually be of benefit because, like I said, um, urine the the urine flowing outwards would wash out the urethra and even the bladder as well and bring out whatever in there that is not um, that, that should not be there. So it's actually a good advice to pee after after um, having any form of sexual encounter, especially if it's an encounter that has um, the potential of transferring germs into the into the urethra. I mean, to the urethra. Into makes the bladder. Sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what about like the importance of, for instance, taking showers? Does that happen? Like, is that important before a sexual encounter? Because there are people who will be like, especially guys, they'll be like, oh, women should go shower, but they're fine kind of thing. You get that a lot. Um, is it important? Does this help in any way? So, I mean, technically or medically speaking, taking a shower before having sex does not necessarily change anything much especially except in the in the event that there's an obvious um, issue so for instance i mean and, and typically this would be the man let's say the man has returned from work let's say he's, he's an outdoor worker for instance i mean sweaty dusty etc you know remember that the whole sex act the, the the sex act itself puts the woman at a disadvantage and this is a fact the sex act itself the the, the the biology of the sex act puts the woman at a disadvantage right you know because there's there's some a, a little bit of trauma you know during the whole penetration and so the whole act is a bit traumatizing to the the vaginal um, mucosa and now I'm, I'm using a bit i'm using technical terms so the skin in the vagina gets a bit traumatized during the sex act. This is why it's important. This is why foreplay, for instance, is very important because when the when the area is not lubricated enough, you could end up with some some friction burns or tears, which I spoke about in the article as well. You know, and so you need to make sure that the person that you are going to have the encounter with is clean enough down there because if the person has been outdoor with dust and sweat and all that mixed in there, if he's going to penetrate with um, a penis that is not clean. That could introduce um, some germs in there, and because of the traumatic um, process that you go through, you could have some small, some, some small tears or some small friction burns in there, which makes it easier for germs to move into the the the, the bloodstream. You know, so you don't want that to happen at all. So bathing could reduce that. But apart from that, if there's no, if, if both of you, for instance, are office workers, there's not really been any outdoor activity much, then bathing would not necessarily add anything to the sex act. 
Okay. There's a second point that um, is even more dangerous. <laughs> now, okay. the missionary, remember that the missionary gives uh, the man pretty much full access to the woman. So now, if your partner, and here I'm talking about the male partner, is well endowed, and the woman also happens to have a bit of a short, a short vaginal canal, there could be a challenge here where the penis might directly irritate the cervix. Now, I, I mean, nowadays, and, and, and people are engaging in all sorts of weird sexual habits, right? Where they actually go all the way to try and stimulate the cervix. It's not every woman who actually enjoys their cervix being stimulated. And even though I don't have a cervix, what I've experienced from women, women talking to me about these experiences, and it can be quite painful, right? And so if, if your man is well endowed and you are in the missionary position and he is especially not patient enough to make sure that you are lubricated well enough and he just goes straight in and goes all the way and hit the, hits the cervix, it can really send the jolt up your spine and that can literally kill the entire mood. And, and if, if, that was it, if, if that was all, it would not have been so bad, but you could actually end up with some form of cervicitis and cervicitis is, a, is an inflammation of the cervix and that could then end you in the hospital for all the reasons you don't want to be you don't want to be there so those are the two things that make the missionary uh, a bit uh, i mean those are the two, two things that make the missionary make the list of dangerous sex positions <laughs> wow 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 serious insights you're releasing here today okay so, so that's fantastic your second pointer or your second sex position that you highlighted in your article talked about um, the doggy style, which is another favorite for a lot of men, especially and women, actually. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that. So, you know, depending on which resource you actually use, um, which resource material you're referring to, the doggy and the missionary actually switch positions. So one one is either always first or the other second. So kind of like that. But yes, so the doggy style, um, it's, 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 it's also one of those um, positions that can make you or make you for a man. Um, depends on, depending on you and on the size of your, of your, of your penis, you know. Now, the doggy style is the position where, um, the woman is on all four, either on all fours or have, you know any of the variations on the on the elbows or on the chest, whichever variation you want to use. But it places the buttocks right in the in the in front of the man. Now, depending on how endowed the man is, that can be a disadvantage or an advantage. If the man is not as well endowed and has the buttocks right in front of him, and he's also not skillful enough, the buttocks is going to take out, take away from the side, so he's going to lose some size, some 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 length. You know, because you have to you have to go through all the obstacle before you get to your destination, and so right. if, if the man is not skilled, it becomes a challenge. If the man is well endowed, this is also then a challenge for the woman because if he's if if if, if you know, I mentioned for the missionary that you could actually hit the service. Some women find that pleasurable, but most women would not find that pleasurable. When it comes to the doggy style, that can actually happen more commonly. And you see, there's that animalistic um, feature in the doggy style where, you know, the man feels like he's in charge and he's going in and all that with, without thinking about what's going to happen. So if that man gets carried away and he pushes in too deep and too forcefully, you could end up, and this is the woman, you could end up with a vaginal tear. And this could actually, yes, uh, this could actually be one of the most scariest, most scary experiences for a couple, because the the volume of blood that will be will gush out, you know, the pain, it could actually, I mean, uh, the re the reaction from the couple could actually even worsen the situation. So vaginal tear is possible 
especially if the lubrication is inadequate and the man um the angle of penetration is also not the best you know you could end up mm. with a vaginal tear on the on the man's side you could also i mean when, when you're doing a doggy and then they, there's a slip out you know the penis might slip out but then both partners may not have realized I have slipped out because of the excitement at the height of the thing. And the man goes in to ramp into the pelvic bone. You oh, could, yes, you could end up with a penile fracture. <laughs> yes, the penis could actually be fractured in that split second. You see, so you, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter how how enjoy, enjoyable the situation is, you need to keep your bearings about it because the doggy style, it could make you or make you, depending on where you find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow interesting very very interesting um okay so and then you mentioned the reverse cowgirl or the cowgirl position let's talk about that now so this is from my experience all the the sex injuries the major sex injuries that i have actually attended to have been a result of the cowgirl and reverse cowgirl <laughs> wow. so this is yes yes so this, this is actually a, a, a big deal you know now the the for 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 the, uh, the description of the position, basically the, the male partner would be sitting on a chair or edge of the bed or, or just sitting in the bed, and then the female will be sitting on top of him. So here, the, the, the woman is the one in charge, you know, in charge of the, the depth of penetration, in, ten, in charge of the speed of the, of the whole, um, this whole intercourse, you know, so the woman is running the show. Now, uh, even though it's a very pleasurable position to be in, because the man literally has full access to the woman um, in front of him, it can also be dangerous again similar to the doggy style in the event of a slip in the event of a slip the woman coming down on the on the erect on the erect penis you know with the gravity because the one is coming down it's difficult to pause mid-air so she's coming down yeah. but there's a slip out both partners are not aware that there's a slip out so that uh, force of the pelvic bone hitting the the penis can cause the penis to again bend into an unnatural position and that could result mm. in a fracture and the thing about penile fracture is that i mean those, even though there's no bone in the penis, it is described as a fracture because when the penis is erect, it is quite firm, you know. And so mm -hmm. when, when it snaps into an, an unnatural position, it could result in breakage. I mean, a, a tear wow. in the in the in the in the cavernous sinuses. I mean, those are those are areas in the penis where blood goes to engorge for the penis to become erect. And that okay. is one of the most painful experiences that a man can go through. Mm -hmm. And indeed, if you don't report to the to the emergency room for the appropriate treatment to be put in place, you're going. To, it's going to heal eventually, but it's going to leave an unnatural bend. So you don't want that unnatural bend in your penis. So if you go through something like that, you need to report and have it treated appropriately. So yes, there's treatment available. The next one you talked about was. I mean, you, you said we shouldn't. Well, I'm not saying you say we shouldn't do missionary or doggy style, but we need to be careful. Basically, that's what you're saying. Um, but. Now we say, okay, if this is dangerous and can risk whatever, let's stand, <laughs> right? Let's stand. Problem solved. Um, but now you're saying standing can also be dangerous. Yes, I mean, because the thing is, you see, here's the thing. Most people separate their sexual prowess or their sexual performance from their physical from, from their general physical health status, you know. And so this this young man or this this yeah, this middle-aged man hardly goes to the to the gym hardly does any form of exercising and then just because he's in the mood for standing sex grabs this woman and they start doing it um 
on, uh, up, up in the air. Now, remember that your leg is part of your body. That leg needs to be conditioned properly. Now, should you develop a cramp in the, in the middle of the act, what happens? Both of you are going to actually drop down and the woman is going to get hurt more than the man because the woman, at least the man has some support with his legs, but the woman is up in the air. So if there's a cramp, both of you fall down. The woman ends up with a hip fracture because she she's up in the air. I mean, that's a sex injury right there, you know. Or you know, because because you needed the support, you put the woman against the wall and you are you are going ahead with the intercourse. At, during the intercourse, the woman might not feel anything, but afterwards she might notice scratches and abrasions on the back because of the wall. I mean, mm. the irregular wall or what's the the you know pain, painful scratches from the wall. I mean, that again would be classified as a sex injury. But the most likely injury to happen again would be a vaginal tear, and this would 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 be in if if your partner, the male partner, again is well endowed. So I think the the lesson here is you need to know yourself and know your partner because yes, the sex positions are every sex position is is dependent on who is engaging in it. So if the male partner is well endowed, kind of similar to the cowgirl situation. Only that this case, the man is bringing you up and down onto his erect penis, right? Now, if he's well endowed, as you are coming down onto the erect penis, it could it could actually result in a tear because he's going to go all the way through to the to the to the end of the vagina, and then there's no there's no more room to go, and then that's it. There's a tear. So if you know that your man is well endowed, there are some and this is one of the positions you want to avoid, especially if you know he's the kind of person that gets lost, that gets too excited and gets lost in the in the moment. You don't want to put yourself in that risk, that risky situation where you you don't have any means of controlling controlling the depth, you know, of of the right. penetration. It's very important. So the standing position, a lot of the accidents from the standing position are. I mean, you, you wouldn't see them as sex injury, but then when it comes to me as a medical practitioner, how did the injury happen? It happened during sex. That makes it a sex injury. So you may have fractured your you may have fractured your hip, but that hip fracture happened because you you were engaging in in, in a standing sex, <laughs> and, and then there was a cramp, and then one thing led to another, and now you are, you are here in the hospital. <laughs> I have a quick question before we move on to the final position that you highlighted. Um, <laughs> So I know that a lot of blood sort of rushes down to the penis area to, to make it erect, right? Does it affect how much blood sort of circulates? Can, can it make a man lightheaded, for instance, during a standing position so, where so, he could probably even pass out? So it, it will not happen usually, but it can happen. You see, because when you are doing the standing, standing sex, you are, you, you are not only engaging. Let me take it from here. Sex is sex is one of the one of the um, things that actually exercises the whole body. So understand. Let, let's understand that when you are when you are having sex, your whole body is involved. You know. So there's actually even though blood has been pulled in your penis to keep it erect, there's blood going through all your muscles because you are literally using all your muscles. So that's why um, sex actually. In fact, sex burns calories. I think it's five calories at five calories a minute. So sex is actually a, a good form of exercise to have. Now with that background in mind, now you are engaged. Not only are you not only are you having sex, which is already burning calories and already putting a, a lot of blood into very muscles right now you are standing which means that you need additional resources in your leg muscles and the leg muscles are some of the biggest muscles in the body so in a long shot it is possible to actually become lightheaded it's because as you are engaging in the sex and you are standing your legs need to be need to support the, the weight of two people there's a lot of a lot of pulling of blood or moving, movement of blood into the leg muscles to keep the head the the, the, the person erect and that can obviously cause some uh, lightheadedness we can end up with you collapsing on the floor you know so that again it, it puts you at, at risk of 
a sex injury. So depending on your conditioning, your conditioning as a person, you might want to avoid the standing sex position. But if you are somebody who is fit, you know, somebody who who, who has who, who is already well built, I mean, this is actually a great position to, to engage in, provided you, you are not too well endowed that can cause injury to the, your partner. Makes sense. Okay, let's move on to the final sex position you highlighted and that was oral sex now i can straight away see i mean from my own lay perspective how this can be dangerous but please indulge me so i mean this 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 can be dangerous in so many so many ways i mean the, the, the physically physically you could end up with injury in the sense that now again people are doing a whole lot of crazy uh, things there's something that they call they now call deep throat so yes, I mean, women are, try, are trying to swallow the entire length of the penis in their in their mouth. I I I don't know I don't know how that gets some people off, but hey, that's that's it's happening, and mm. people can actually come to the emergency room with with uh, irritations or inflammation in, in their throat, and what's the cause? Deep throat. I, I don't get it, but it's happening, you know. <laughs> and and then we also have men, you know, when when you go down on a woman and at the height of pleasure, uh, you. You know, and I put a description in, in, in the article. The the power in the in the thigh muscle of a woman is definitely stronger than the power in your jaw. So now, if your woman at the height of climax closes up her thighs on your on your jaw, you know, and <laughs> you know, it's I'm sure you can picture it. It can actually result in, mm. in, in a in a dislocation of your jaw. You know, so that's also another another injury right there. You know, and so um and, and of course we also have the the infections and all that. If if somebody has a, an, an ulcer in the mouth and then it's, in, it's engaging in, in oral sex, that person can transfer infection to you, and then you can also transfer infection to that person through that mouth ulcer. You know, so all these are ways that you could end up in the emergency or in the in the hospital following an oral I mean oral sex. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite scary the way you, you talk about it. But I'm I'm so glad that we're having this conversation today because people need to know people need to know and we're not as a human race about to stop having sex right so uh, i'm glad that you highlighted you know all these things and and i think it's it's a very important conversation to have especially to people who are sexually active you know plan on having children one day and all that kind of thing um so yeah it's, it's been great um thank you so much you're on YouTube yourself, are you not? Yes, I am. I am. And what's your channel? What's your channel name? Give let's let's give your your channel a shout out, shall we? It's the same name, so Kelvin Owusu MD. That's my channel name. Awesome, awesome. You should you I think you joined just recently, but you should you should um you should have joined a long time ago so we could start having some of these conversations. But it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time and of course for your professional perspective on this matter and um yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do this again very soon. And thank you very much for having me. I'm always excited when you call. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Right. So for those of you watching, I mean, I hope that you have learned a thing or two. Um, this is real. Okay. If you're going to engage in sex, make sure that you're doing it the right way. So not only does it, um, like it, it will stay pleasurable throughout 
for both partners. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone else who will find this information beneficial. I hope the conversations were great as well. And if they were, make sure you tune in again and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so whenever I post a podcast, you're able to listen in and share once again. If you'd like to support this podcast, you absolutely can. You can become a supporter of this channel. Just search for it right here on this platform or you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica OS. I would absolutely love all the support that I can get. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again soon.